just the thought that this particular platform could be so helpful to so many patients is just the best feeling in the world for me. That's what motivates you. That's what motivates me. This is the James Cancer-Free World Podcast. I'm Steve Wartenberg, and my guest is Dr. Arnab Chakravarti. Arnab is the chair of the James Department of Radiation Oncology, and he'll fill us in on an exciting new chapter in the department, the introduction of proton radiation, a high-tech treatment that is faster, safer, and more precise than traditional radiation treatment. The James is one of the very few cancer hospitals anywhere in the world that offers this cutting-edge treatment option for cancer patients here at the James and also for patients from Nationwide Children's Hospital will be treated here by Arnab and his team with the proton radiation. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Steve. Delighted to be back. So this is really an exciting time for you and your team. And tell us, it, the proton radiation, before we even get started, it, it was about a week ago that you yes. saw your first patient. So yep. that is pretty exciting. Very historic, uh, Steve. Um, this, was, this patient was the very first patient that has ever been treated in the world with this multi-room ProBeam 360 proton technology. So um, this particular technology was hatched in part here at Ohio State with our industry partners, uh, Siemens Healthineers and Varian Medical Systems. And they're the ones who make the actual equipment. They actually make and engineer the equipment, um, but there are features of it that were actually conceived of and developed right here at Ohio State. So proton radiation while new, you're not the first, but you're the first with this particular setup. technology. That's and right. Technology. So that's right. Perhaps first, before we dig into that, you could give us a quick primer on, I'll call it regular radiation. I don't know if that's yeah. the right term, but sure regular thing. radiation, the jump to proton, and then the jump to your 360 sure multi beam proton radiation. Pretty although, close. That's, pretty close. That's good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I think, Steve, as we talked about a few years back, yeah. with conventional radiation, um, this is often delivered with X-ray therapy. So what happens with X-rays are that um, you have an entry point and an exit point, and all the normal tissues in between receive radiation, essentially. Um, so with proton radiation, one of the great benefits is that there's a sharper dose fall off. So you can minimize the amount of normal tissue that is irradiated and that succumbs to uh, acute and late side effects of radiation as a result. So that's kind of one of the primary benefits of proton radiation. And I think as we talked about last time, Steve, there are a host of cancer types that are considered amenable to proton therapy. Uh, and these include a host of pediatric malignancies and certain adult malignancies where the tumors are located in anatomically challenging locations, meaning that with conventional radiation, if you were to treat these tumors, uh, you would oftentimes have to stop at a very low dose because 
you fear harming normal structures that surround the tumor. And in adults, um, there are these tumors that are located in very challenging areas um, that simply, in order to cure the cancer, you'd have to go to a higher radiation dose, and you simply can't do that safely with conventional radiation. Too many side effects. Too many side effects. And this is where protons can deliver uh, enough dose to control the tumor but avoid uh, acute late and late side effects. Um, and then there is a category of cancers, recurrent cancers, that have been previously treated. Um, so generally, uh, for a given type of cancer, a given type of treatment, a patient has a certain, um, let's call it lifetime radiation dose that is considered safe. So if that patient were to have a recurrence in the region that was previously treated, um, it might be risky in certain cases to retreat that patient uh, because retreatment could induce um, additional acute and late side effects as a result. Because of the cumulative radiation dose. Okay, yeah. yeah. So with protons, in the cases of recurrent cancers, uh, since it's so conformal, you can hone in just on the tumor and avoid a lot of those surrounding normal tissues. And it's safer in many cases for patients who have recurrent cancers. So you talked a little bit about the type of patients that it, this would work for. And, and be, but give me a sense of how many that's going to be, the numbers, because you're one of the, already one of the largest radiation center, cancer radiation yes. centers in the country. So how big of a population will this apply to? Well, you're correct, Steve. We um, have one of the busiest radiation oncology services um, in the world. Um, and you're right that uh, proton radiation has been found to be essentially standard of care for a subset of, of cancers. And for others, it's still investigational. There are ongoing clinical studies to establish proof of principle. So our best guess, Steve, is best on, based on our current patient population is that approximately a third of our patients uh, might be candidates for proton radiation. Uh, the best candidates are patients with pediatric malignancies, younger adults with various types of cancers, and cancers that are located in anatomically challenging locations, and as we discuss, recurrent cancers as well. Wow. So this is, a, this is almost like going from chemotherapy to immunotherapy. This is a big jump forward. I love that analogy. Yeah, I mean... The goal in cancer therapy is to eradicate the tumor and minimize yeah. side effects in the patient. Um, and your original question about conventional radiation is a very relevant one in this context. Um, Long-term studies that have been done on pediatric patients with conventional radiation indicate that in some cases almost half of these pediatric oncology patients will go on to develop a secondary radiation-induced malignancy decades down the road. Um, studies with proton therapy have been emerging that have indicated that protons can reduce 
the likelihood of those radiation-induced malignancies. Um, you know, unfortunately, radi proton therapy has not been investigated for as long as X-ray therapy. But right, it hasn't been around as long. Hasn't been around as long. But we are starting to get some data uh, with decade-long follow-up, which is very encouraging. It's showing that proton radiation has a far lower likelihood of inducing acute and late radiation side effects, and it seems to have a much lower rate of inducing these radiation-induced malignancies down the road. Which is huge. Which is huge for the patient, right? Yeah. And it's also huge for the healthcare system in this country because the fewer toxicities that our right. patients have down the road, uh, the lower the burden in terms of healthcare expenditures on that patient as well, right? So if the patients have a yeah. great outcome with few side effects, that's also going to reduce long-term healthcare expenditures in this country. It might reduce the stress of patients that think that, you know, I have much less chance for a recurrence. I can live a little bit anxiety-free. Quality of life is huge, yeah. right? Mentally Quality. and physically. Exactly, exactly. And um, really, I think going back to our, um, our original dialogue, um, Ohio State um, is the world's very first multi-room ProBeam 360 site. Um, Siemens Healthineers has announced that um, for the foreseeable future, that will be the case, where Ohio State will be the only multi-room probing 360 site in North America for the foreseeable future. There are only going to be about a half dozen or so multi-room probing 360 centers throughout the world, um, and it will remain so for the foreseeable future. So this is a very unique technology in terms of its capability. And really, I think Ohio State is in a very privileged position uh, to be the only such multi-room ProBeam 360 site in North America for the foreseeable wow. future. Okay, excellent. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to dive down a little more and, and get some more specifics on exactly how this works. Great. Thank you. In today's world, misinformation abounds, but at the Ohio State Health and Discovery website, we're addressing today's most relevant health, wellness, science, and research topics, all from the Ohio State experts you can trust. We're tapping into physicians, scientists, and thought leaders across our medical center and health sciences colleges to give you the deeper story behind the headlines and the truth about the topics affecting the health of individuals, society, and the world. Visit health.osu.edu today. We're back and let's dive in to this new technology. What is it capable of? What can it do? So that's a great uh, question, Steve. Um, out of the box, um, the multi-room ProBeam 360 system is probably the most advanced proton technology in the world. And the reason I say that is that we have really some advanced next-generation capability in terms of shaping the beam. 
So we treat just the tumor and we avoid surrounding normal tissues. That's this uh, dose uh, shaping and dose painting are some very unique aspects of this technology. So by dose painting, I mean that we are going to be capable of essentially painting the radiation dose layer by layer within the tumor, akin to an artist using a paintbrush to create a masterpiece. Well, wait, let's, let's see if we can figure this out. So I'm yeah. trying to visualize this. So it would be a series of incredibly short beams, and each one adds a paper-thin layer of radiation. Exactly. And, okay. so, so essentially, um, we're still targeting just the tumor with these layers of treatment. So virtually all of the normal tissue that surrounds the tumor is excluded from this treatment. And with a multi-room ProBeam 360 solution, we can paint the dose layer by layer and completely envelop the tumor and avoid everything that surrounds it in terms of normal tissues. So how does it do that? How does it, the beam, the proton beam, avoid normal tissue and only, is attack the right word, only attack the tumor? Yeah. Well, part of the answer to that are the physical properties of the proton beam. Um, it's a technical term called the Bragg peak, where the proton beam has a very sharp dose fall off. And what we have been able to do is to engineer the treatment so it can be very precise layer by layer um, and really tailored towards the anatomy and the geometry of the tumor. So these are kind of next generation capabilities with the ProBeam 360 uh, in terms of its uh, capacity to target just the tumor and avoid normal tissues. And that's just out of the box. Wow. I want to get go beyond out of the box, but but first, yeah. when you say shaping, can you actually what does that mean? Is that I'm picturing the beam like curving or yeah. coming in in a different direction? What does that mean shaping? So, so what most people don't understand is that these types of cancers are rarely spherical. Most cancers are not a perfect sphere. They have little fingers, they have little projections, they can be invasive of surrounding normal tissues and really have a very odd geometry. So with the ProBeam 360 technology, we can shape the beam that really contours the tumor wow. with all of its edges and all of its <clears throat> eccentric patterns. Which you couldn't do before which we couldn't do to this degree before. This is definitely a, a step up from the passive scatter proton system of the past. Wow. So you have mentioned this is what it can do out of the box now, which leads me to believe there's going to be future developments. What, what will they be? So this also is very exciting to us, Steve. Um, we will have a fixed beam room in addition to our two gantries at our proton center. The fixed beam room will be up and running hopefully late spring, early summer of 2024. And in this fixed beam room, 
we're going to be engineering some of the technologies of the future. Well, okay. What are they? Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so these technologies that I speak of uh, include a treatment called FLASH. So FLASH refers to ultra-high-dose rate radiation that can be upwards of 10,000-fold more potent than conventional radiation. So treatments that currently take six to eight weeks, where we treat the patients five days a week for eight weeks, could conceivably be shortened to a single treatment lasting less than a tenth of a second. Wow. That's One day. What a break for patients. <laughs> so um, what we're going to do, Steve, is we're going to examine flash protons in our fixed beam room initially in preclinical models. Um, we have found evidence of the flash effect using electron flash, which is a different modality. We found the flash effect um, to really protect normal tissues, but just target the tumor, essentially. So when you hit these flash effect inflection points, you have the anti-tumor effect of radiation, but you can effectively spare surrounding normal tissues from the harmful side effects of radiation. So what we're charged with here is to optimize flash in the context of proton therapy, which is really would be a very cutting-edge treatment, one of the most advanced cancer therapies out there. But to do that, we need to optimize the flash effect in terms of optimizing the dose rate, the total dose, the patterns of delivery. And we can only do this effectively if we investigate these parameters in preclinical models first before bringing this to clinical trial, which we hope to do over the next decade. Patient safety is always paramount. Right. I think the first thing we have to prove is that flash is safe for the patient not just acutely, but also long-term. That requires very diligent study long-term uh, before we treat our first patient, I think. The second is efficacy. We need to, to prove that FLASH is as efficacious as conventional proton therapy. So I think once we have kind of demonstrated these two parameters then would be the time to pivot in terms of launching novel clinical trials in this space. Oh, okay, I understand. So when you say you want to make sure it's at least as effective as yes. traditional radiation, yes. and if it is, that's great because it has less yes. side effects yes. and you'll have less cumulative radiation buildup in the patients. That's, so, that's a nice way to put it, yeah. Wow, okay. Is there any... What other new things, novel things, are you working on with it? Well, the second thing we're working on, Steve, um, is a technology called image-guided proton therapy. So cancer cells are notorious for having microscopic extensions that extend beyond what you can see on the CAT scan or MRI scan. Um, and our hope is to develop this image guidance platform with our proton technology so that we can actually target cancer cells where they sequester. 
So essentially, the cancer cells can run, but they can't hide from, from this technology. How will you actually see them if they're that? Well, I mean, I'm, it's just a well, small group of cells, Well, right? we're working with our industry partners in terms of that image guidance. And our industry partners really are have some state-of-the-art imaging capabilities. So we want to marry that with what we're doing with proton treatments to get the best of both worlds. So that's two big yes. things two you're big investigating. Th yeah. uh, might there be more? Absolutely, Steve. Um, also with our industry partners, we're working to incorporate artificial intelligence and machine learning to what we do in terms of proton therapy delivery to really create one of the very first intelligent proton centers in the world. So we're hearing more and more about AI in, medic in medicine. So how, how will it work? What will the AI see and help your, your people, your team see better or, so, or so learn more? I, so I think that's a great question, Steve. And you're right, AI is uh, really emerging uh, all over the place. It's really ubiquitous in medicine now. In the context of our new technology, uh, we're developing platforms for auto contouring, auto dosimetry with our industry partners um, to really make those automated. Um, and our industry partners have found that some of these technologies are superior versus um, human um, interventions in terms of contouring and dosimetry. Um, and we're hoping to take this to the next level so that a lot of these processes are automated, are highly conformal, and really uh, result in the tumor getting the maximum proton dose, minimizing the dose to surrounding normal tissues in the process. And the other aspects of AI and machine learning involve coming up with algorithms where we can tailor the exact treatment to the individual patient versus using a one-glove-fits-all right. approach, which is the current um, uh, standard of care. So um, what we're finding is different patients can have different radiation tolerances. Different patients have tumors with very different radiation tolerances as well. But right now, uh, in the United States and throughout the world, if you have a tumor that looks a certain way under the microscope, you're gonna be treated the same way as somebody else who has an identical looking tumor. Although the reality is that there could be millions or even billions of differences between your respective cancers. But these guidelines were developed because you didn't have a more precise way to do it like you now have. So That's you're, right. So you're rewriting right. the guidelines. Well, I mean, or, making or updating them. <laughs> we're trying to make the first steps yeah. in that direction, so that um, if a patient comes to us, we can inform that patient: this is your specific likelihood of a toxicity if we go to this dose. Oh, and okay. on the on the flip side, this is the dose that will be needed uh, to control to effectively control your cancer. So we can make some educated um, recommendations to our patients, and the patients themselves ultimately have to make the, the decision of where they want to go with this. But I think um, providing the patients with um, 
more precise and um, more thoughtful information about how radiation and proton therapy uh, will impact their cancer is kind of that first step in the process. Wow. Okay. So that was a great overview, and it's really exciting. And what's also exciting is what you're going to do over the next couple of years as you learn more. So I know that you came here in 2019. You didn't, Well, you were recruited to come here. Actually, 2009. To, oh, 2009. 2009. 2009. Yes. And to build this. So what's it like all these years later that this groundbreaking, high-tech, revolutionary yeah. new thing is is here after all yeah. this work. So 15 years later, here we are, right? Yeah. And uh, what a bittersweet moment. Four, 14, it, it you're is. so correct. You did it in 14, right. not 15. <laughs> almost, almost. But yeah, no, I mean, the feeling is incredible, Steve. Um, and it's not from really a personal vantage point. It's from the vantage point of the patient. Right. Because this technology will have such a positive impact on our patient population here in central Ohio and beyond. Um, and that's just with the technologies out of the box. And the technologies that we're under development right now that we talked about, the flash, the artificial intelligence machine learning, the, um, the image-guided proton therapy, these will have even more enormous impacts on our cancer patient populations in the future. So these technologies will take probably another decade to develop effectively. But um, just the thought that this particular platform could be so helpful to so many patients is just the best feeling in the world for me. That's what motivates you. That's what motivates me. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you. That was a great overview and yeah. best of luck with the new proton radiation department and technology and the future. Thank you so much, Steve. Greatly appreciate it. This podcast is brought to you by the Ohio State University Comprehensive Cancer Center, Arthur G. James Cancer Hospital, and Richard J. Solov Research Institute. For more information, check out our website, cancer.osu.edu. Thank you.